What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Music Corner. Rest day to wait. It's Tom Nate. It's your boy, Trent. And I'm Sebastian. And today, it is time for part two of three of our year-end review list. Yes, yes, yes. We are doing now the worst albums of 2023. The worst that we believe this year had to offer. As we kind of said last week, too, you know, it was a bit of a rocky year. We've called this the girth year, though. It was a grower, not a shower type thing. And, uh, I mean, even as I was saying, the bad was pretty bad. And there was just a lot of mid there also in between. But it, there were some rough ones in the batch. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i going to lead us in this uh, little shit storm of a mess that we're going to walk into and what I believe is the top 10 worst albums of the year. I don't have any honorable mentions because I don't need any. It's just, they're bad. I'm sure there's other bad albums I could have included for sure. Actually, no, I know there is. But these 10, I definitely would say, are the worst of them in the bunch. Starting out at number 10, uh, an album that I really didn't think would make it into this list because of just like how both niche and you know i'm sure at the end of the day meaningful the album might actually be but uh i gotta go with the uh joanna sternberg i've got me album uh that one was rough that was a really really rough acoustic album with just piss poor vocals and just god awfully boring instrumentation i mean she doesn't play bad, but there's just nothing added to the mix. It's just all so boring. Her vocals don't help it. It was a mess. It was a rough one to get through. I just, yeah, I, I, I couldn't stand that album. But uh, not as much as this next album here, though. Moving on quickly to number nine. Mod Son, God Save the Teen. God fucking save the teen indeed, because this teen is listening to some dog shit pop punk music. Wow. Uh, I don't really know what new things Mod Sun could have done at all. I mean, at least in pop punk. I mean, I feel like you can maybe switch it up now because I feel like the pop punk trend is just dead. There's nothing new to it. MGK already like, you know, he did his thing. Travis Barker did his thing. It's it, it's done. It's over. Like you could stop now, kind of thing. But Monson is not putting away. He's not he's not throwing in the towel yet. Monson is giving it some more shots here and adding more just very basic breakupy, also lovey, uh, teen pop punk. Which is ironic because the love songs with Avril Lavigne, it, they they're not together anymore. So like that's just hilarious. It's it's hilarious. You made a whole song about you know you make me not want to kill myself kind of thing or whatever it was. You make me not want to slip my wrists or whatever that lyric was. It was strange. And then to just break up with her. And then she does that weird, like, I don't know, like Irish or Scottish accent sort of thing. I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. It was weird. And then we had the Courtney killed Kurt thing. That was like a hardcore punk song that also wasn't like, it felt unnecessary. Everything about that album felt unnecessary for the genre and just for him alone. So literally no point with that album at all. I don't know why he had to make that, but there it is. But uh, even more pointless than that album is easily my number eight spot with Lud Tyler's My Vision. Oh boy. Um, you know, there's not a lot of rap here in this list um but i can say that out of the other uh, rap albums that are included here this has got to be the most like i don't even know man it also didn't need to happen but it's also like he, it, it felt like he's just mumbling through the shit you know the entire time and i know that's like his thing because he made it pretty obvious that was his thing whenever um i watched his xxl cypher performance and just saw him to just mumble his way through a fucking freestyle. I don't know, man. I don't I don't get the hype around Law Tyler. I don't really understand how he's even as like get, or getting as much recognition as he is, how he even landed a spot on XXL. I who knows? I don't know. It's a very boring album. It's derivative. It's not necessary. It's Law Tyler. Um so yeah, there's that with that one. 
Uh, number seven, though, I have Sexy Red's Hood Hottest Princess. Uh, it's, you know, it's, you, you know, Sexy Red. A lot of people have heard the album already. I, the biggest problem I have with it is just how monotone she sounds. I mean, like, there is literally no personality in any of her rapping, I would say. Like, and she says some, like, outlandish lines, too. Like, the whole, the, my booty hole brown kind of shit, you know? Or whatever it was, booty hole pink. I don't know what she said with that bar. But, I mean, it doesn't do any justice when you're so monotone with your rapping. Like, you sound like you don't give a shit. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get that hype. I mean, if you think that it's hard, sure. I don't even think it's that hard. If it just sounds boring and, like, the exact same flow for every song or even the exact same vocal like you know uh, tone i don't know that one was just yeah a monotone disaster i would put it there uh it barely uh got lower here than uh, or higher i should say than la tyler just because of how monotone it was just how at least la tyler like you know there was some sort of personality going on it wasn't a good one but there is something at least for me with that Sexy Red, though? Nah. But I can, I mean, with the hype that she's getting, I understand at the same time. And I can only hope that maybe in the future we'll get something of, like, you know, more flavor in her discography. She's just starting out, so I guess we'll let her cook, but uh, she better be cooking something good in these next releases. Um, But coming in at number six with the worst rap album of the year, uh, Lil Pump. Lil Pump 2. They... Nobody asked for this. Nobody asked for a sequel. And we got a sequel with uh, the banger of uh, a Pump Rock Shit 2. That was uh, pretty cool. (laughs) No, um, I honestly, I I did put this on the list for a reason. But like, I have to be honest here. I don't even remember fully what a lot of these songs sounded like on this album. I mean, like I I only remember Pump Pump Rock Shit or Pump Rock uh, X Heavy Metal. And then, uh, yeah, he had a few features on here. Young Boy, Ty Dolla Sign was on here. Uh, Smoke Perp on the first song. But, I mean, there was just nothing to show. He really did make an album of nothing. And even so, like, the style was just so incredibly outdated, it felt like. It was just wild that he even decided to release it. Not to mention, too, that the, uh, the album... Uh, it was projected to earn less units in its first week than its previous one, so it failed to chart, I'm pretty sure, this time around. Which is crazy to think for someone as big as Lil Pump, I mean, despite not being nearly as relevant as he is anymore, you would still think that he could at least chart a bit, like, a little bit. But no, like, nothing. It, that, that is how irrelevant he has become. It's It's crazy. It's absolutely wild. Granted, it was self-released too, but even then, there's still rappers out there who self-release that can at least chart, you know? But not Lil Pump here. Not Lil Pump. Uh, Moving along. Top five scenario. At number five, Escape the Fate. Out of the Shadows. Oh my fucking God. These bitches. Escape the Fate. Uh, I'm pretty sure landed on my list again. I'm pretty sure 2021... Uh, that album landed on there. And if it didn't, I know I did not like that album at all. But, man, this one around was bad. And, like, I remember this one. Like, I don't remember songs, but I remember clearly the big issue with this one. And it's that, like, it felt very, like, for one thing, like, middle school emo. That was the biggest vibe that I got from this album. Like, that mixed with, like, some sort of, like, you know, Motley Crue inspired instrumentation sort of thing, you know? And then, like, to have this, like, weird theatrical moments, like that last song that had Spencer from Ice Nine Kills on there, I was like, why are we doing the theater kid shit now, too? Like, they're adding all the horrible tropes of rock music, we'll say, for the sake of the argument, and just putting it on this album. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. And just, you know, like, the corny, like, I'm alone, like, no one understands me kind of lyrics and like, you know, I, I'm a shadow sort of vibe, you know, not the, not verbatim, obviously, with the lyrics, but definitely the vibe. You listen to it, you'll get that vibe for sure. It was just rough. It was a bad one. I did not like that album, but 
also not nearly as much as number four here, which was once again, which this one I knew was in my 20, 2021 albums of their the worst year kind of thing. Water parks, intellectual property. Um, the one good thing I can say about this one is that it's a little tiny bit better than the album, the greatest hits. That's right. Cause it was called greatest hits in 2021. It's better than that one, but that's it. Cause after that, it is still the same shit. I do not understand how this band has the following that they do with the type of music that they come out with. Like, I don't, cause it's sure it's like, you know, the pop punk in the sense of like, you know, like state champs and like fucking neck deep, you know, whatever. But like they don't water parks in particular do not at all sound anywhere near how they like started out. Like the one thing I can respect about them is that they definitely like to experiment a little bit on their albums. Like with this one where they kind of got like a little electronic thing, a little hyper pop, a little alternative sort of action kind of thing going on. Hip hop production sort of thing even too. But, like, oh, my God, can they come out with, like, a good fucking song in the process? I don't think so. I mean, it's just, it's annoying. This whole album is just incredibly annoying. More annoying than the Theater Kid album. And we all know how much I fucking hate Theater Kid albums. So, I don't know. Take that as you will. But, my God, this band is just, oh, their success to me now doesn't make sense. When they were starting out and they were up and coming, you know, I was like, okay, you know, the there's some potential here. That Double Dare album, that one had some like fine tunes on there, but I don't know. It just felt like, you know, later and later into their career, they were getting way, way more obscure and uh, just not for me. And this album continues to prove my point with that. Uh, but yes, top three scenario now. On to number three, uh, which by the way, I'm just going to say my top three, other than maybe one, it, these are just some very obscure picks, but like, trust me, these are some of the baddest of the bunch. Absolutely. Uh, and with that, number three, the baseball project, Grand Salami Time. Oh, I mean, if you haven't listened to the episode where we review this one, you would think I'm almost making this shit up. But like, it is an actual super group, I'm pretty sure, if I recall correctly. It is a. You were correct. Yes, yes. I, who are the main people from it though rem that's right there's like members from like rem in here i think um and uh, i don't remember the other band but like rem and what is it the young fresh fellows i'm like i don't i don't even know who the fuck that is but that's real yeah real oh yeah oh yeah oh that's you weren't on that episode were you yeah sebastian was not sebastian was oh oh my god dude i I, I forgot that you were on it I listened to this, but like Young Fresh Fellows, that that can't be. That's like an SNL skit, right? <laughs> I wish. No, apparently they're big like alternative groups or something. I mean, obviously REM, but like. No, yeah, right. yeah, he's right. Cause yeah, they're they're in the eighties. It looks like they had like they have quite a bit of albums actually. <laughs> they have a stupid amount of albums for a band I've never heard of with that obscure of a name. Oh my god. Um. So yeah, supergroup, and the album is literally just songs about like both just baseball. Okay. If you like baseball, maybe you'll like this album, (laughs) but like, I don't know. Every song is in reference to like a baseball player or some sort of like baseball terminology. Like there's like something to call like the journeyman, which is like a worker. uh, Wait a minute. Hold on here. Oh, this is just like, wait, this song is literally just about like a worker, uh, in building trade or craft. Wait, what the fuck? I didn't even know that. So, okay, okay, yeah. So, I mean, that there alone tells you how weird it is. But there's a song called, like, Screwball. And then there's a song called Uncle Charlie, which is about uh, Adam Parrish Wainwright, who is, like, a pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. It's it's so weird, you know? And then there's, like, Jose uh, Gomez or something from, like, fucking baseball team i don't know it's all references though the baseball and all the lyrics are about baseball i don't mind the sport baseball i don't want to hear fucking music about it let alone an album called grand salami time and the genre of like garage rock and like power pop too which don't mind the genres that much i mean garage rock i could totally leave that but like i mean power pop pretty cool 
what this fucking was was not pretty fucking cool though. It was if if you thought water parks was annoying, this was the worst because it was far longer. It was fifty three fucking minutes, almost an hour long of fucking baseball shit. I'm like, are you kidding me? It was a big downer that episode for that sole reason and just my year alone and that that's why it lands at my number three, but. At my number two, uh, has not changed, actually, since we did this in our uh, half-year thing. Uh, we got Jonathan Lenador, 96, with Sugar World. Um, wow. So, this is, like, the more popular-ish one, I would say, in my top three, because this is Young Lean, uh, under his actual name, with, like, a number at the end of it? I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Um, but like, yeah, so like he has his own little like side project kind of thing of, uh, of, uh, just albums, I guess. And he does like, I don't know if he like experiments much with it, but like this definitely felt very experimental because it's young lean. If you know young lean, you know, he has a very monotone rap style, you know, but like it's in this sense of monotone, it kind of works for him because he's added something unique with like his beat choices and everything. It's very like, you know. It's very SoundCloud rappy, sure, and very cloud rap and emo rap, and I guess it like has some sort of personality to it, which I do get that aspect of him. His rap side, I totally get it. But the solo stuff here, where he decides to do kind of like a, I don't even know, man, like a well, like some like '80s or like even like '90s inspired like dancey pop kind of thing. I I don't know, cause it's like got really like dance pop vibes in terms of like the beats and everything, but like. He's like singing like this the entire time, and singing this whole album, and the album's like almost half an hour. And that's the whole the the whole time. Doesn't even decide to change it up. It's just that monotone. It's that weird. It is unnecessary, and yeah, I don't get it. I guess like you know. It's it, the whole side project looking into it is more of like an indie rock and a neo folk, uh, no genre blend. But I guess on this one, he decided to shake it up a bit. And uh, boy, did he not need to do that. So that one's definitely ended up my number two worst albums of the year. But my number one, the worst album of the year, it still hasn't also changed since my uh, half year worst. It's Fireman, Yourself is Fire. My God, what a very strange, a very piss poor uh, punk album, post hardcore album, whatever you want to call it. Now, like, I still feel bad about having this album as my number one because, I mean, th this guy has, like, no, like, that much monthly listeners compared to everyone else on here, including Baseball Project with their Grand Salami bullshit. But, like, you know, I, I I hate to like you know punch down on the little guy here. I mean, but we're smaller than him, so it's fine. So I can do that legally. Uh, it's not good. It's very much just you know very like trashy instrumentation. It's very weak vocals that also like sound kind of cracky at times, if I recall correctly. And, like, sure, I know, like, it's, like, the whole punk thing to do with, like, you know, sounded a little messy and raw, but the execution on here is very rough. It's very bad. It's the worst of the bunch. That's why it's number one. And, I mean, how even... I, I will say, I don't remember how long this album in particular was, but I think I want to say it was, like, what, like, half an hour or so, right? 30, oh, okay, 39 minutes, but seven songs in 39 minutes, which means you know you're getting a few songs on here that are way longer than it should be. And I'm not even kidding. Looking now, he has 267 monthly listeners. That's like, that, that's nothing. That's nothing, you know, but it's still less than us, I can guarantee you, at this time of recording. So you know what? I stand by it. I'm sorry, Fireman. You're probably a good guy. I know you've got other main projects, too, and this is actually a side project. But it, it, it's bad. It's shit. It was a rough album. That's why it lands on the worst album of the year for me. Thank you very much. Um, Trent, though, take it away next. What is your top 10 worst albums of the year?
Right, so I figured out I got two honorable mentions. It's mostly because I, they were my negatives this year. Oh, so, right. Like, yeah, ones that, like, we said this last year, like, negative is, like, one for me that is laughably bad. Like, when, it, when he had Cochise. Um, oh, the I, inspection? Like, yeah, oh, it, like... It's the best album ever. Wait, 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 that came out last year? No, no, no. No, yeah, I know, yeah, but well, I'm saying, yeah, like, it, as, as an example... Oh, oh, I see what you're saying, I see what you're saying. As an example, like, we had Cochise last year, because yeah. that was fucking fire, the but it was laughably bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so for me, this year, it'd be Sexy Red. Uh, that one got a negative for me. Um, with Hood Hottest Princess. Like, I, I came to appreciate this album slightly, be, mostly because of work. Um, there were a lot of people at work that were like, man, that fucking ski Yee song. I can't take that shit. Ski. And so I <laughs> at work, like all the time, I just hear somebody go ski. And it, yeah, it cracks me up. Also, you, you can't, you can't get over my, my coochie pink and my booty hole brown. That's it. That's like, the line. What Tell a fucking, what a fucking word there. Like it's, it's so good. Uh, and everything else really doesn't matter to me on that album. It's just those two songs specifically, like, oh. Um, and then uh, my second is Lil Pump with Lil Pump 2. Also a laughably bad album. Um, it's it's funny. I, I don't know why. It, that album makes me crack up that, like, this guy is still fucking going. Um, it just because... Like what was it? He had an album in 2019, and then, and then this. I think. I think he had like a mixtape last year. I'm pretty sure, but like that also went like under the radar kind of thing. Yeah, he had a mixtape with uh, Ronnie J. Yeah. In 2021. 2021. That's right. That's right. On the they're on like the jet ski. I think on the album cover. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he put out a deluxe edition of Lil Pump too. Oh boy. Word. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, I'm not listening to that. Um yeah, just just some funny stuff. Um Oh, what the fuck was that? There was another album that I was thinking of. I can't Oh, what the fuck is that album? It was a it was a really bad album. Yes. <laughs> But um, Fantano gave it like an eight or some shit. It was sexy red. No, 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 no. I'm talking about uh, like the folky, like the the, the fucking woman. I can't remember what that. Anna Sternberg. I think that might be it. That, yeah, that was in my top ten. Yeah, I think that might be it. Mostly because um, oh my god, I think it fucking. Yes, it was that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking... I was I was listening, but I couldn't, like... I'm looking at this list, I'm like, well, what the fuck is that called? Even as you were saying, I'm like, I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> yes, that one, that one's up there for Honorable Engines, too. Because, God, it didn't... And there's albums that I hated more, but... This one sucked. Um, it's going into number 10. Um, we've got... A little album called... God Save the Teen by Mob Son. Uh, that one did not change from my um, midway point. I think that was I think that was in the number five spot. I think, but it still made the worst albums. Uh, just because it one, it's really bad. Um, and also I feel kind of bad for him still with all the shit that happened with uh, <laughs> Avril. I mean, yeah, I mean you got Avril song on there, and then the other song with uh everyone on it like ew, big rip absolute big rip overall but yeah i i also just i can't stand his i think it's his voice too it's just like it's too whiny too nasally for me um and i will say i can't remember what album it was but it was recent it was one of the more recent episodes where he had he had a feature on an album and i actually didn't mind the feature oh, yeah, it was actually after, kind yeah, of decent yeah, I can't remember what that was. I, I I remember it was blue. It was a blue colored album. <laughs> but yeah, so overall that album, 
really just didn't hit, uh, but it made number 10 spot. And number nine, we got AJR with the maybe the maybe man. Um, I fucking I hate this album. I it's one of those things I don't understand how people like AJR, and I I don't know why. Like it, I remember I like I talked about like they they use the word shit very excessively and they don't pick another expletive. Like you know how many you know how many you have in the English language? Come on. Um. And it's just such childish music. It makes no sense to me. Like, and I know the whole, like, what the fuck was that video about, like, them being, like, a Warner Brothers sellout or some shit? I can't remember. Yeah. Sebastian, you showed it to me. Um, That was funny as shit, and it made a lot of sense. But, but yeah, AJR up there for the second time. AJR is making my top ten. Yeah. At number eight, we got the Kid Leroy with the first time. Uh, drag of a fucking album at 51 minutes um, and literally nothing happened throughout that entire album which was amazing um, yeah it's I don't remember like anything about this album there were no songs I actually I, like actually remembered and everything just blended together so it's it a big rip overall for an album uh, and hopefully maybe sometime we'll get a better album at number 7 we got Doja Cat with Scarlet. Um, surprising, I know that it wasn't, you know, top three like the last time we did Doja with uh, was that Planet Her? Yeah, yeah, twenty one. Um, yeah, twenty one. Uh, yeah, I I still I went back listening to this album and I've had people tell me like it is a good album. Like, okay, yeah, your opinion, that's fine. Uh, I don't feel as bad about it as I did because there were so like i'll give a credit paint the town red i've had to hear it at work a lot so it got stuck in my head it's not that bad of a song um it's still in my eyes a bad song but it's not that bad Uh, it's very catchy it has you know those modern things to it that make it likable everything else though song like wet vagina i yikes that that's absolutely that is genuinely a bad song that is genuinely a bad yeah. song. The fact that she closed her fucking live set with it, like it, it oh, left. Rita, yeah, Rita and I left. <laughs> yeah, I left well before it because I'm like, yeah, you know what? I knew this was coming. I'm gonna leave. That is that is such a big rip. <laughs> How do you close out a set with that? I think it was I, a, I, I feel like it's a man. troll. It had to have been a troll from her. Yeah, yeah she did it every I, show. I Crazy. Every show? Yeah, every show. Yeah. yeah. Sadly. What? Oh, that that's that's actually disgusting. Um Yeah. Yeah. That one made it up there at number seven. Uh it would have been higher, but again, like I said, I, I found some form of likability with some of the songs. Um Number six, we have the used with toxic positivity. Um said it many times about many albums and artists. And I'll say it again until the day I die. You are 40 years old. Stop talking about shit like you're 19. It's not cool anymore. Just please stop. Um, the most notable song on there that I hated the most was Pinky Promise. That song, real fucking creepy. Uh, and yeah, just stop. Please. Uh, going into the top five, we got Cool Keith. Black Elvis 2. Not much I have to say about this album. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this one, uh, big yikes. Uh, Let's not use those slurs, thanks. Oh, Um, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'll skip over that. (laughs) Number four. We got Louis Capaldi, Broken by Desire to be Heavenly Sent. This is just a... This is, I think just a bad album like a representation of a bad album because there was nothing here there was literally nothing in this album uh let me check the the length really quick just so i am not fucking myself over here yeah 43 minutes 12 songs and nothing no i don't want to play the album uh yeah it there was just nothing 
it was just a lot of like it, the whole album was just blank space, which absolutely sucked because I mean, I know he's a, he's a big artist. Um, and like the fact that you can come out with nothing is absolutely crazy, especially with the following that you have. But hey, what do I know? Uh, yeah, I think what the his highest song on that one was what was she best? No, was it Forget Me? It was Forget Me. Yeah, two hundred eighty nine million plays. I don't even remember that song. I remember another song. Uh, going into the top three though, uh, some some real spicy ones here. Uh, number three, we got La Tyler with My Vision. Oh, oh, oh. This made my number one, I think. Yeah, it made my number one t- halfway through the year. Um, because it is a bad album. Uh, and it's funny. Cause, oh, who? Somebody made a call out to La Tyler in one of their albums. I can't remember who it was. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I, I don't actually. I don't remember. I, oh, I wish my. I did, but I, I try to repress this album. <laughs> yeah, they, they, there's a there's one of the albums we reviewed. I think I think it it might have been was it the Nas album? It might have been the Nas song with Little Wayne, um, or something like that. There was a a rapper that called out La Tyler, but it's it's real funny. Uh, but yeah, this this album, I think no talent on this one. Uh, but I'll give the kid credit; he's making money. Um. What is he, 17 years old, 18 years old? Something like that, yeah. He's actually really young. Yeah, he's real young. Uh, and to be in, be in that rap game that young and, you know, hit it off pretty pretty good, give you credit. But really just wish you'd, you'd make good music. Um, all, all of these features, they had no idea who the fuck they are, uh, and they weren't that great. So, uh, yeah. That's that one. Coming at number two, this was going to make the number one spot because I hated it with all of my guts. We have Olivia Rodrigo guts. Oh, I uh, see. What, see what I did there. Um, I don't think I don't think I was on this review. I don't remember what else was on that episode, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so we got uh, this year's this, a blur. This year's a blur. Honestly, honestly, it is. <laughs> with, with with the with the sea of mid and like all the bad albums that I have, I'm like I don't remember a lot. It's crazy. Yeah, but so Olivia Rodrigo, I had a, I was doing a a voice reel for uh, voice acting, just like getting stuff out there, in recording, and. I, one of them was to do a rant, and so I did a rant about the Olivia Rodrigo album. I have Maya has the video somewhere, um, and it's very funny. But yeah, this this whole album, like I, I know there's a lot of people who absolutely love this album. And that's like most of these albums. There are going to be people that love these albums, um. But this, like I thought her first album, uh, Sour, was bad. This is even worse. Uh, All American Bitch, the starting track. Yikes of a starting track. Vampire. Not a good song. Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl, which I think made... Uh, I think Fantano talked about it being like a really, really good song or something. I actually um, like that song alone. I'm not going to lie. I hate that song. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm going to be honest. Like Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares that your homeschool... Just go on. Make your music and move on. Um... Like songs like "Making the Bed," why? Why do you need a song like that? Why you making the bed? Dude? Yeah, yeah. It's and you're talking about like, oh, shouldn't have, shouldn't have went for him. It's like hey, we know. No, I want to make a song about it. Fuck um, <laughs> I'll fucking do it again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that one was going to make my number one spot until. Until this amazing album oh, came out, and I was like, wow. I listened to it, and I went, damn. This is going to be the worst album of the entire year. So my number one spot, Back to the Moon Beach by Kurt Vile. 
Um, <laughs> I gave this shit a zero out of ten, and I was so surprised. <laughs> really? That you guys gave it like a six and a seven. <laughs> Dude, I didn't. I was like, all right, whatever, cousin. It was the I, best, but yeah, I get you. No, no, I listened to and my whole. I, t- I showed Sebastian this. My review for it, because we were in the car. My review for it was my entire like phone screen. Like it was that long of a fucking rant. And I wasn't on this episode. Uh, so I am going to read out the rant now. Because funny shit. Um, and this is all. I'm just going to read it straight through. I'm going to be honest. This is probably one of the worst pieces of music we've ever recorded. The layered and just not good vocals make this so hard to listen to. The instrumentation, I wouldn't be that upset with if it was actually good. The songs just drag for so long, and the same sentences, mainly the titles of the songs, are just reiterated so many times, and there's no change. The worst example is the fucking Must Be Santa song. The fucking Who Has a Beard That's Soft and White was said so many times, I couldn't think of another thing to say or do. Not to mention no change in the song's structure as well. This album makes no sense. His Spotify charts are also real wacky, and I don't understand why. Um, he has like three songs that are like a hundred mil- like over a hundred million, and everything else has like twenty million or like five million. Like, it makes no sense. Very weird. Um, you've been doing this since two thousand eight, or at least that's what Spotify shows. You could have at least done some changing and had something to show. that's good this late into your career this is a perfect example of a bad album in my opinion i think i actually got more enjoyment out of the lewis capaldi album than this amalgamation (laughs) of some of the worst vocals i have ever heard in bland instrumentation touch something and caught a virus has to be one of the worst songs that i have ever heard in my entire fucking life damn yep spitting in and it sucks because I really wanted to be on that episode to say all that. <laughs> You're right, but no, it, ah, God, it's so bad. It's so bad. Like, I remember Sebastian asked me, he's like, hey, you know, you, you like fucking, uh, oh, who, what did you say? Bob Sebastian? Dylan. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, you don't like Bob Dylan? I was like, yeah, I like Bob Dylan. I was like, he's a great, you know, songwriter, you know, not the best singer but you know bob dylan i'll appreciate him for what he is i'm like bob dylan and kurt vile ain't close at all like it's not even in the same fucking vein but no this i went back and listened to like a few other ones like uh 2015 believe i'm gonna was it believe i'm going down um and there was one album from like 2010 i think i listened to and there's no change it's just the same shit and i'm like this is terrible absolutely terrible did you know him um, prior no oh hell yeah <laughs> not at all but i'm looking i'm like how have you made a career out of this it made no sense like why does must be santa have a million plays <laughs> christmas everything else is not christmas. even close <laughs> oh my god that's it that's it also, why is that song in like not even like it should just be the end of the album or the beginning of the album? Like, why put it like why even? You, put oh, it you got three album. more songs to go into the end. Of the, why is that in the, like the fucking middle of the album? It makes it, no dude, sense. It literally, it literally doesn't fit. And I've mentioned this like throughout the whole review. I even put down. I'm like, why is this here? It made no sense. I, it makes no sense. I thought he made okay. Like, I don't know this for sure. Like, this was just my mind process. My like process with it i thought he did it with like his kids because it sounded like there was like kids in the background i'm like he has to be doing like either either way yeah like like, he's doing like a sweet thing but it's yeah it's very random it's still very very random yeah it just like i don't know i i just felt like it stuck out like the sorest of thumbs it was very a very very sore thumb yeah like he had some background vocalists um and they were also off time, so that was great. That's what I'm saying. Like, I um, think it was his kids, honestly. There's no way. No way that, that was his kids. I mean, what if they are? Like, <laughs> your kids. If they, if they are, th- damn, should have got better kids. I don't know. <laughs> should have made better kids, dog. I don't should have made better you. kids. Like, should have made better kids. 
Like, yeah, but I need it's to like, look into this now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it it's bad. Like, for, like everything is just so weird. Like it's like the same guitar licks the entire time for every song, and like there are two songs that are over eight minutes. Why? You don't need two songs that are over eight minutes. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so that's that. Kurt Vile, this album sucks. It is. It's his fucking kids. I'm kids? not kidding. I'm not kidding. Uh, How old are they? How old are they? Uh, that I couldn't tell you, but uh, uh, Will DeVile and uh, 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 what does it say here? Delphine Vile. It's his kids. No, dude, they, they sound like... There's no way. No way that they are uh, under the age of like 15. Because their voices sound too, like, I don't know, adulty, I don't want to say. But, like, especially, like, the one that was very, very prevalent, the one female, like, that sounded like somebody who's, like, 30. I'm going to be honest. Dude, yeah. No, it's the fucking kids. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I I knew it. Like, I, like I said, get some better kids. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stay by that. I'm going to stay by that. Let's stay by that. Holy shit. Wow, you came guns blazing on that one, Trent. <laughs> I was ready, bro. You were ready and then some. <laughs> I was ready. Look, I didn't. Like I guess I didn't get to. I didn't get to fucking see that. Like, do this on the review. I was Better. ready. Got to do it now, then. I hear you. Uh, well, shit. There you have it, Trent. Your top ten. Gotta love it. Uh, Sebastian, though. Your next final one. Let's hear your worst takes of or your worst albums of this year. Uh yeah, I definitely I'm gonna start off with some honorable mentions. Uh, I do have a couple. Intellectual property by Waterparks. Yeah. Um this was pretty bad. I hate the fact that there's a dark frog on the cover of it because I love dark frogs and uh yeah, I, I think his name is Austin or something. I the lead singer, but it's just it's bad pop punk. What else can you add? What else can you ask for? Um, God or whatever you call. Oh wait, 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 wait. Oops, looking at the wrong list. Um, <laughs> That's on the best list. <laughs> wait, what? Sorry, it's all in the same Google Doc. My bad. Um, uh, broken by desire to be heavenly sent by Louis Capaldi. I I I will say it's not on the worst list because Louis Capaldi seems like a really really honest and good dude. I I honestly hate making fun of him for his singing or just how bad his uh, music is because he will be the first one to admit how bad it is, and I hate it because he is such a nice charismatic dude, and I feel I feel so bad every time. Um. I, I just I, I feel genuinely so fucking bad every time. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh that one's bad. Uh now I, I honestly I think that's good for honorable mentions there. Uh going into number ten, NF with hope. Oh yeah. I, oh good yeah. Good answer. Good. Yeah. I genuinely hate this style of rap. It is the worst. It's not just because it's a white dude. Um, it's because it is like a hang in there poster in like a cubicle kind of lyricism going on. It is just some of the most like, oh, I'm the most humble guy I know kind of rap. And it's so fucking obnoxious. I hate the production on it, how everything sounds like it's like the most bombastic fucking larger than life thing. And it's really not. Um, honestly, like, it is just so overproduced on top of everything as well, as I mentioned with just the bombastic beats. It's really hard to listen to. Uh, I'm sorry, Nate, uh, from NF. I was going to say, uh, what? <laughs> not you, not you, Nate. <laughs> this Nate. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't like this at all. It's like the worst version of Logic, definitely. It's like oh you really want to be a student of the game but like you're trying to brag about things that you really haven't done very well and I, I I don't get it I mean there's some earnest moments you know he talks about trying to buy his like mama house or whatever cool that's awesome I'm glad you can make money with your music and I'm glad you worked hard 
but you are just a literal Eminem fucking mongrel minion coming out of the fucking toxic wasteland trying to set apart nothing. Like, there's really nothing here. Um, It's bad. So let's go to number nine. Surprisingly enough, I wish this could have landed a lot higher, but there are some stinkers this year. Uh, lighting, oh, lightning up the sky, Godsmack. Oh, um, why is that there? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even, even the guy, Sully, from Godsmack himself was like, yeah, I really didn't care about this. That just, that just goes to show. There's no commitment. There's no drive. There's nothing here. I, you know what? I will give it. Everyone who hates Nickelback, hates Creed and all that shit. Why do you guys hate those bands so much when you could be hating Godsmack? Godsmack is the worst band in existence. This band just has never put out anything good in their life. I'm sorry. If you like them, that's cool. You can wear your tap out shirts. You can chew your chew tobacco. That's cool. And I'll do fucking do thing. it again. <laughs> yeah. Do your thing. You know, beat your wife. That's cool. But like Godsmack is not a band for me. I don't like it. I don't like it here. I don't like it there. Fuck Godsmack. This whole red, white, and blue shenaniganry. I don't care a bit. I don't care about it at all. Sully, he doesn't sound bad vocally, but like it's overproduced. It makes his voice sound more robotic than it ever has, ever. Uh, the instrumentals, super phoned in. They even tried to have like this Black Rifle Coffee Company type of song where they're talking about, oh, the veterans, I'll die for them. But yet you're out <laughs> here in a fucking posh-ass studio recording this instead of actually dying in the front lines, you fucking bitch. <laughs> I hate this shit. It's stupid. Uh, number eight, Ubiquitous, Puddle of Mud. More butt rock for you. I hate butt rock. It's my least favorite genre possible, most likely. Um, Puddle of Mud. Uh, there was a really bad song. I think it was like a ballad about a girl named Candy or like uh, Wes. Uh, what was it? What's what's the guy's name? Oh, Wes Scantlin. Wes Scantlin. Yeah, he was like ah, Candy, Candy, Candy. I was like, I was, just, I was like, oh, okay. that one. I forgot about that, dude. One. I, I almost, almost had to like reach for my phone while driving just to change the <laughs> song because it was so fucking awful to listen to. His vocals. They're bad. They are so bad. I mean, his About a Girl cover is probably the best summation of this whole album that I can give you because it's just bad. His vocal range, completely shot. Uh, instrumentals, mediocre at best, I would say. Like, they serve a point. They push the music along, but that's the best I can give it. Um, number seven, another butt rock band. Uh, God, I, I guess you could see a theme here. I promise it's the last one, though. Dinosaur. Theory of a Dead Man. <laughs> I've mm. never seen a band trying to cling on to every last bit of fame in just anything that they have, unlike this band. I saw them live this year. They sucked. I truthfully hated the whole experience. Wait, when did you see them? When did you see them? Uh, maybe it wasn't this year. Maybe it was last year with, uh, 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 incarceration. Oh, okay. I think you're right. I think they did play last year. Yeah. Last year or whatever it is. I, they're, hey, they're just so year? bad. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was bad. I, I, I probably, I think I was waiting in line to get like, I think I was just waiting in line to get water. And during that whole set, I was just sitting there. I'm like, oh my God, why did I not bring my fucking headphones? Uh, it was just, it was bad. Theory of a Dead Man is definitely, like, what people think Five Finger Death Punch sounds like, but, like, actually. Because, um, you know, I'll, I'll listen to Five Finger. They ain't that bad. They honestly are not that bad. A little bit bootlickery, but not too bad. Uh, this band, however, oh my god. This is, like, the most, like, hipster-ass, millennial fucking... I, I, I fucking hate it. I, I fucking hate it. Like, they are just one tweet away from saying something transphobic. Uh, number six, we have Little Pump, Little Pump 2. Uh, Pump rock shit! I <laughs> slip my wrist! Ah! Best uh, song of the year. Dude, it's honestly, like, unironically speaking, that is, like, the only saving grace of the album because this whole album is disgusting. 
Oh my god, and I don't mean that in a good way. Like, us metalheads, if I refer to something as disgusting, usually that means it's a good thing. No. This album is like, I feel like if I breathe it in a little bit too much, I might get gonorrhea kind of shit. It's gross. It is probably the most grimy, just disgusting shit possible made into a rap album. Uh, Little Pump, uh, also known as uh, Little Pimp, also known as just the bane of music existence. Yeah, he made probably like one or two big hits, and after that, he has been striving to be just relevant. And that's about it. Uh, number five. I know this is going to catch a lot of flack, and I'm sorry. I really am. I have tried justifying this, but I genuinely cannot stand this album. Uh, Life is But a Dream by Avenged Sevenfold. And listen, it's not because I hate the band. I love Avenged Sevenfold. They are one of my favorites ever. I just really don't think this album should have been made because of how bad M. Shadows' vocals are on a lot of the tracks. Uh, and that's basically it. I I really wish that the band were to craft something that was maybe all instrumental or maybe have M. Shadows sing in a range that's a little bit less straining just because, like, I don't know, man. Like, I have a sinus infection right now, and I feel like I sound similar to how M. Shadow sounds on the whole album. It just, it's so bad. Um, especially in, like, Mattel, where he's like, I know I sound crazy. You know, it's like, it's it just sounds so bad. I remember when Nobody came out, I was shocked how bad it sounded. Because I remember M. Shadow's going through a lot with vocals and shit, but I didn't know it was that bad. And the fact that they squeezed out a whole album that just kept perpetuating how bad his vocals were over and over again. And I wish I had more to say about this album that weren't just, wow, these vocals are shit. But, like, that's my biggest gripe with it. The instrumentals sound great. Um, you know, uh, Zaki Vengeance, uh, Sinister Greats, everybody else is doing so fucking well on this album. M Shadows just ruins every last bit of it with his singing. And uh, it hurts me. It really does because I really wanted to like this. I tried. I think I listened to this album more than any of these other albums combined. I listened to this album a grand total of six times. Okay? So you know I've tried. I genuinely have tried. Front to back. Six times. And I still could not find any enjoyment out of it other than the fact that the instrumentals sound great you know i'm happy that they're experimenting i'm happy that a lot of people are seeing that and trying to experiment in their own music that is awesome but at the end of the day it sounds like shit it sounds it, it's the worst of men's sevenfold album period it is just the worst thing that they've ever done but but what it might exp- what it might inspire in the future might make up for it. So please do not take this as this band sucks. That's far from the truth. It is not a fact that this band sucks. That is just merely how I feel about this one particular instance. <laughs> uh, number four, Sugar World by Jonathan Lindor. Finally, something we can all agree yeah. on. This album sucks. Oh my god. You want to talk about monotone delivery? Just listen to this. I mean, it sounds like royalty-free music sung by a guy who doesn't know how to sing. Honestly, this is like... This kind of reminds me of like if Dream were to go like 80s pop. <laughs> um, it's, it's so bad. Jonathan Leendur, Young Lean. I, I genuinely could not figure out for the life of me, why someone would put this album out and be proud of it. Um, you know, I, I'm always under the whole thing of like, hey, put out whatever. If it's bad, you're going to recuperate. How do you recoup from this? How do you get better? This is so bad. Uh, the first time I ever listened to this, I was in the car with Trent going down to... Oh, <laughs> And I was 
gut laughing to the point where I almost was like, I might need Trent to drive because I was laughing so hard of the delivery of some of these fucking lines. It was laughably fucking Oh, bad. and that we accidentally listened to it twice because we didn't know that it was like like yeah. different it was just like the album was replaying we didn't fucking read oh no yeah we, we accidentally listened to it like twice in one day and we were like oh my god this album's also unbearably long it is long for what it is but it's not like as long as we thought it was but that was still too much that was like it was unneeded we should have just listened to it once and called it a day but because of that experience it's 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 bad it's so bad uh, speaking of bad, we have the third worst. Uh, Fireman's Yourself is Fire. <laughs> this is like industrial punk, but like the worst possible kind. Um, it's just bad sounding. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, it's incompetent. It's very amateurish sounding. And I don't want to shit on this artist because they aren't very big in the grand scheme of things but uh yeah it's very very bad uh if you want a better way of like figuring out how bad this is just listen to it i don't know how else to describe this album it's just genuinely really really piss poor it's very much like everything's out of time everything's just not working yeah uh number two uh, my vision, La Tyler. Um, I I really really feel bad now because I feel like I'm just beating up a small child at this point <laughs> because this album is just it's so bad, it's so bad. This is what all the old heads say rap has become in the past ten years, and if they use this as an example against me of why old rap is better than new rap. I, I might be a little bit hard-pressed to find something better because this is just, this is so bad. This is awful. La Tyler sounds like a Kardashian trying to rap. And I've heard that before. Kim has tried to rap. And it still sounded better. It's like that Valley Girl Fry sound, but just extremely just in your face. It's so bad. It just sounds like someone who has been on so many drugs getting into the studio and just freestyling. It's genuinely just not musical at this point. It's it's the opposite of music. It's so bad. I I don't think I've listened to anything this bad in the rap category until we get to our number one. Um I god, I I genuinely genuinely hope that La Tyler can come back from this because how are people paying for this? How do people like this? I mean, like, I can understand Yeet. I can understand... I can understand a lot of things. I can understand Drain Gang. But I can't understand this. Like, I'm only 23. I, I, I've never felt this much of a generational divide in what music should sound like until I've gotten to My Vision by La Tyler. It's genuinely gut-wrenchingly awful um his freshman excel performance did not help i was like okay maybe the album was just kind of like a fluke and you know maybe he's just he, he just needs time to cook okay maybe maybe he just needs to just wear that apron a little longer maybe he just needs to be in that kitchen but then when i heard him on the freshman excel it, it just it just proved my point dude can't rap on beat Dude sounds way too drugged out of his mind. I wouldn't even call this drill. I would call this lobotomy rap because the only way I can come up with rapping this bad is if I was lobotomized and maybe I learned how to like rap off beat really well. It's just, it's bad. Um, fucking hate this. Uh, number one though, this album, it makes in my top five probably worst albums I've heard on this podcast since we've started. Uh, Black Elvis 2. Cool key. <laughs> um, yeah, this album says the F slur, and I wish that could be the only bad part about it. Do you want to hear the actual worst part about this? This guy, who is so irrelevant, comes into the scene saying, yeah, 
I'm what the rap game has been missing. I'm the old school rapper coming in to show the young kids how it's fucking done. What are you, Nas? No, you are cool fucking Keith. When have I ever heard of your <laughs> name? You look like a fucking Mr. Meaty character brought to a fucking rap circuit. You look like shit, dog. You sound like <laughs> shit. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean the rant like this. I'm drunk as shit, and I hate this album. I genuinely, genuinely fucking hate this album with every fiber of my being. It is everything I hate about old school rap. Extremely, like, just poignant in its delivery. It's, it's so bad. It's so, so bad. And to make matters worse, this dude is so cocky for no reason. He acts like... He is, like, the greatest thing ever. He acts like he's, like, the most underground, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm so good that you haven't heard of me. Who the fuck says that? Okay, like, you sound like shit. Okay, your rap flow is 90s at best. Run DMC's newest album that took, like, 10 years to make because the fucking one dude lost his voice sounds better than this. It's genuinely the worst example of rap. You know, for every point you have against new rap nowadays, you old heads, I'm going to give you a cool Keith. I'm going to play my fucking king on the chessboard right now. Cool Keith is the reason why old rap does not work nowadays. It's because you have people like Cool Keith running around trying to act like it was the greatest shit ever when you don't understand why it was so good. It's it's bad. I I, I wish I can give you just concrete evidence, but... You just have to listen to it for yourself. This shit is genuinely just awful. Um, yeah, that's my list. I'm sorry. Cool, Keith. Just fucking stop. I'm sorry. Just get out of here, Mr. Meaty. Honestly, on God. On God. <laughs> fucking crazy. What, what a year. What a list. Um, but yeah, there you have it from all of us. Our top 10 worst albums of the year. But we're not going to leave you empty-handed on a sour note. We'll, we'll, we'll give you some album recommendations this time around. Just to, you know, spice things going for you. And uh, I'd say that's a perfect segue actually into my uh, album recommendation. Because today, I'm going to recommend Spice Girls' Spice album. Um, what? What? Excuse me? Uh, yeah. I listened to this just today. I, you know, kind of went in with, like, a little bit of low expectations because I'm like, all right, I know Wannabe's on here, and I kind of find it to be, like, one of the most annoying, like, pop tunes of the 90s, if I'm being completely honest. So I have no clue what the rest of the album's going to be like, but holy shit, why does, like, nobody ever talk about the other songs on this album? The other songs are, like, astronomically better than that song alone, and that one was the one that made it big, right? But, I mean, it's such a good blend of, like, R&B and dance pop. And, I mean, I, I get it now. I understand the hype. I understand the legacy. There are just so many great things about this album. I'm pretty sure it was the uh, song, Who Do You Think You Are, um, that I was just kind of, like, it, like, my jaw dropped. I'm like, this is, like, an amazing song, right? It is so groovy. It's so fun. It's it's a dance tune. It's a great dance tune. And I was just I, I was upset that I had never I, I took them for granted. I took the Spice Girls for granted. I am so sorry to everybody out there that I did that, but now I'm making up for it. Listen to Spice. It's a great album. It's not that long. You're gonna get a groove on easily. Uh yes. Uh Trent, what do you got? Yeah, so what I got for you is uh, some new stuff. Uh, our boy Dylan Drastic, who we've had on the podcast one time before, and also we've talked about him because he's put out a few albums. At least I've talked about him. Uh, he put out a new album uh, under a new name. A uh, new name is Start Codon. It's uh, C-O-D-O-N. Uh, and he has an album in limbo. I think it came out November 30th. came out November 30th. Um, so go check our boy out. He's a great guy. Um, just makes music because he wants to make music. Good fucking, good fucking dude. And he's gonna make a music. 
Go check it out in limbo by start code on. Hell yeah. Uh, Sebastian. Uh, so I talked about this on a recent interview, but I do, I, you know, I'm just going to re I'm just going to re recommend it because I genuinely love this album. It's, it's not an album. It's a compilation. Uh, I'm going to recommend Low Essential from uh, DLG Dark Latin Grooves. It is a combination of uh, Puerto Rican and uh, Jamaican styles mixed in. So you got that salsa mixed with some of that like Jamaican rap going on. Uh, the best way I can describe it is like if Ricky Martin, or not Ricky Martin, sorry, uh, if Mark Anthony and Michael Jackson had a baby vocally. That would be the lead singer of uh, DLG here, and I I just love the rapping bit. It's like it gets so fucking like down and dirty. Uh, the instrumentation is super flavorful, super brass heavy. It's everything you love in like that Caribbean Latin music, just brought to the forefront here. And I promise you, it is a hundred percent better than anything I've listed in my top ten. Please take my word for it. Uh, if you want just one song to take from it, please, for the love of God, take, um, uh, shit, fuck, why did I, oh, take, uh, La Quiero E Morer, uh, that song is great, uh, the lead singer just goes to these astronomical highs that are just super hard to surmount, and it sounds great, honestly, I love the rasp, it's just, ugh, it's just so it's so good. It reminds me of home. Oh, it's so good. Please listen to it. Dude, hell yeah. Well, there you have it. That has been the episode. Uh, tune in next week for the best albums, the good shit of 2023. Trent Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. Yee. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. This has been Music Corner, Earth Hit Waits, and we are signing out.